Our best response during a storm is to just survive. Oftentimes we spend most of our prayer time just praying that God would bring the storm to an end rather than asking God to do what he wants to do in the middle of the storm. You are listening to the Hope Valley Podcast, a weekly production of Hope Valley Church in Winchester, Virginia, with your host, Pastor Sam Rogers. Well, hello, and welcome to Sunday Morning with Hope Valley Church. I'm Pastor Sam. I'm the lead pastor here at Hope Valley, and today we're going to be starting a new series called Facing the Storms. You know, storms are something that we all face in our life, right? These are seasons of struggle and difficulty and even seasons of suffering. And just like an atmospheric storm, these storms come for us whether we want them to or not, right? You don't have to invite a storm. It just, it just comes. Storms happen to you. And because of that, storms often leave us feeling helpless and, and hopeless. And, and often our best response during a storm is to just survive the storm, to just wait the storm out. Uh, oftentimes we spend most of our prayer time just praying that God would bring the storm to an end rather than asking God to do what he wants to do in the middle of the storm. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about because this survival mentality, this mentality of I just need to survive in the middle of a storm. When a storm comes, I just need to get through it. And that's my number one goal. This is not the way that Jesus thought. And it's not the way that Jesus acted. And so therefore, it's not the way of a Christian. And so in this series, what we're going to be learning about is this three-step process of first embracing the storms in our lives, then secondly, seeing the hope that exists on the other side of the storms in our lives, and then thirdly, leveraging the storms while we're in the middle of them for personal growth and for victory for the kingdom of God. So today we're going to start with this topic of facing the storm by embracing the storm. And there's this uh, just kind of a statement I want you to have in the front of your mind as we go through that. And that is that the storm is the process. Okay? The storm is the process. It's not an obstacle to the process. So when we talk about what God is doing in your life, the storms in your life aren't in the way of what God is doing. We actually have to learn to understand that the storms in our life are part of what God is doing. You know, I remember when I was, uh, when I was younger, uh, newly married, uh, my wife and I had been married probably for a couple of years. We had our first son and we were expecting a second one on the way. And uh, just as she was beginning to uh, work less hours so she could be home with our boys, um, I was in a sales job and my, my pay structure radically changed, radically changed uh, to the point where we were bringing in a couple of thousand dollars a month less than what I had been making. And this is right as my wife had decided to, uh, to uh, well, we had decided together. It wasn't unilateral, right? But we had decided together uh, for her to work less hours so she could be home with the kids. And, you know, this is a really difficult season. I mean, it was actually a time in our lives where we were on a daily basis wondering just how we would have the money that we needed in order to pay our bills, feed our family, um, and keep on going, right? And, you know, I'm not alone. I know that many of us have encountered 
storms like that, right? We've all experienced these kinds of seasons uh, where just terrible things happen. We go into a season of suffering, uh, grief, loss, struggle, hardship. Um, maybe, maybe it's something like you experience, you know, a death in your family. Uh, you know, when, when, when you lose a loved one, that's not just a momentary event, as many of us know. It's not something that just affects you for a couple of days. Uh, that begins a long season of grief and suffering as you process through the loss of somebody that was close to you. And many of us have experienced that. Or, or maybe you've been laid off work, right? And now you have no idea how you're going to make any money to provide for your family, to provide for yourself. Um, maybe you've been abandoned in a relationship. You had a close friend who's just left you. Or you've experienced a divorce, um, right? It uh, could be a divorce in your family. It could be a divorce of your own marriage. Uh, you've experienced things like this. These are difficult, difficult seasons. Not to mention the fact that there's natural uh, emergencies, uh, there's financial emergencies, right? You could have a storm and, and a, a, you know, a liberal storm and, and a tree falls and, 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 and crashes through half of your house or, or you have some sort of financial emergency where you have money stolen. You know, there's all kinds of things that happen in our life that we can all relate to. Uh, none of the things I just listed are things that you cause. They, they happen, right? These things happen to you. And, and not to mention the fact that sometimes we have storms that we experience as a community, either, you know, whether it be a, a local or even a, a national scale, right? I mean, think of just the last several years of COVID uh, and everything that's gone through that. That's been a really difficult season, especially for a lot of people. Some people have been really, really hardly affected by that. And, and that's a kind of storm and suffering that's actually shared through a community, right? And so we all encounter these things. But... As I said earlier, sadly, our most normal response, right, our most typical response when we go through a storm in our life is we just focus on that storm ending and we focus on just surviving, staying alive until the storm is over. And on top of that, for those of us who follow Christ and, and, and are Christians, uh, many of us have this unbiblical view that, like, once we become a Christian, once we start following Jesus, that life will somehow have either little or no suffering and will just kind of be a bowl of cherries. And so, you know, uh, for many of us, we, you know, we give our lives to God, we begin to follow Jesus, we, we join the church, you know, we do all the stuff. And maybe it seems like life is getting harder for us. And, and that's really hard to kind of wrap our mind around and, and understand. And you might be hearing me say all that and go, yeah, I feel exactly that way. Uh, and you might be questioning, like, well, but, but what's wrong with that thinking? Like, aren't our lives supposed to get better when we become Christians? Um, like, what purpose could these storms actually be serving? Uh, what more is there to do in a storm than just wig it out, right? So you might be hearing me and going, Sam, frankly, when I'm in the middle of a storm, I don't even know what else there would be to do than to just survive and wake out the storm until it ends. And I understand those questions. Let's consider some of the scriptures today and then we'll unpack uh, what we see being told to us through God's word. So in Luke chapter nine, verse 23, this is Jesus speaking. He, and then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, 
and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Before we read a few other scriptures, just something I want to bring your attention to is he said you have to take up your cross. Well, what does the cross symbolize? It's pretty pretty clear what the metaphor is here because the cross was an instrument of execution and it's actually the way that Jesus was killed, right? So the cross symbolizes suffering. So Jesus is saying, if you're going to follow me, you must on a regular daily basis pick up the suffering that is yours and bring it and, and follow me. Let's unpack this idea a little bit further. If we go to 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, verse 12, Peter writes this. He says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Now look here at verse 10. It says, Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. So there's an idea clearly being taught through these passages that those who follow Jesus are accepting suffering as part of their lives and need to actually begin to see the suffering that's happening in their lives as something that is doing a work in them, and shaping them to be more and more and more like Jesus. That's why Peter said, like, when you go through different kinds of trials and sufferings, don't look at that like it's a strange thing. Like, oh, this is so weird. Why am I suffering? Peter's like, you should expect suffering to be a normal part of your life, especially if you're following Christ, right? So he's like, don't, don't look at that as strange. But instead, be glad for, for these trials are making you partners with Christ. So, so what do we see taught in these scriptures? Well, first we see that this is something I think probably most of us know, but you know, death and suffering are just a reality of our world because of human sin. Like before human sin, there wasn't death, there wasn't suffering, there wasn't hardship, right? It is human sin that has introduced so much death and suffering into our world. And, you know, the reality of living on the earth is the fact that you are going to suffer. If you live here, you will experience suffering. But apart from God, before you come to the Lord, the suffering has, has no happy ending, right? It has no purpose. It's, it's just suffering. It's just suffering. And that's, that's, how, that's all it is. But with God, what we see is that when we submit to him, he uses the suffering and death in our life. And he uses it to create new life. And that is actually the pattern that we see in Jesus' life. This is why you regularly see the scriptures where it says, I want to experience the death of Christ so that 
I will experience the life of Christ as well, right? And so in Jesus's life, we see this pattern of death transformed into life. And God uses that same pattern in the lives of people who follow him. And so we also see in the scripture that by embracing the storm, right? By embracing the suffering, we simultaneously embrace God's process in our life and we embrace our identity in Christ, right? There's this idea that I become more like Christ the more that I suffer with my eyes on God, right? The more that I suffer well with endurance and patience and, and, and uh, commitment and devotion to the Lord, the more that I suffer in that way, I become more and more and more and more like Jesus. So there's a real sense in which my suffering, the actual pain, that I go through in my life, the kinds of pains that I talked about earlier, you know, could be all kinds of things, job loss, death, uh, you know, financial emergencies, you know, all kinds of things. And, and some things that are way, way worse than that, that I won't even name, but you know what I'm talking about. We experience all kinds of sufferings in our life, but we can begin to look at those things and say, these sufferings are part of what God is doing in my life. And they're shaping me like Jesus. And the more that I endure these sufferings, the more that I walk through them, the more like Jesus I can become. And we see this uh, in, in Acts chapter 5, verse 40 through 42. There's an interesting thing there where after the followers of Jesus are beaten, I mean, they're literally beaten with you know, rods and whips, they leave and they don't go, oh man, oh, I just hope I can endure this. Oh, I just, I just can't wait for this storm to be over. I can't wait till they stop persecuting us. That's not what they said. They left there and they said, they begin to thank God and worship God. Here's why. Because God was, in their eyes, counting them worthy of suffering for Jesus. They understood so clearly the connection between following Christ and going through suffering like he did. That when they suffered, they said, wow, can you believe that we have received the honor of suffering for the name of Jesus? And it actually encouraged them and it made them more bold. And they, and they did even more amazing and wonderful things for God because of that attitude. And, you know, in Philippians 3 verse 10, uh, you know, Paul talks about all these things in his life that he has suffered, all these things in his life that he has learned to let go of. Because the only thing that he wants is to be united with Christ in his death, so that the life of Jesus would also reign in his body. So this is a recurring theme. All right. So what do you need to do? Listen, if you are suffering right now through hardship, pain, uh, persecution, some kind of a loss, and if you're not suffering through any of those things right now, you probably will sometime soon. So here's my encouragement for your day, whatever it may be, make the difficult choice to embrace the suffering. See, Jesus embraced the suffering in his life. He didn't run from the suffering. He didn't bemoan the suffering. He embraced it and you went through it. You have to choose a new perspective in order to do this. You have to begin to see your pain as a pathway to becoming more like Jesus, because that's clearly what the scripture teaches. And by learning to suffer like he did, we do become more and more and more like him. So you gotta change your perspective 
on the suffering that you're facing in your life and look at it and say, this pain that I'm feeling, this suffering that I'm going through is actually a pathway through which I become more like Jesus. You have to begin to see your pain as part of God's process in your life, knowing that God is able uh, to take the pain that you would have experienced anyway, right? Like, the suffering that you're going through, even if you weren't a believer, most of that suffering would still be happening. And so we learn and we say, listen, we, we begin to see the pain that we're going through as God's process because we know that God is taking the pain that we would have experienced anyway, and he's actually making it work toward a beautiful purpose in our lives. You know, I think that if we could all longer do this, and it, and it, it is really hard, right? Uh, I, I understand that the things that I'm talking about today, right? Learning to embrace the storm in your life, not just wanting it to end, but actually embracing it, seeing the storm as the process rather than just an obstacle to the process. I understand that all of this, even as you're hearing it and you may look and you see the scripture and you go, yeah, I mean, you're right. I agree, but you're still hearing it going, but man, that's so hard. I don't know if I can do that. Let me kind of encourage you with this picture because I think that if we could all learn to do this together, we'd see some really amazing things. If we could all learn to embrace the hardship that we're facing, we would see other believers, other brothers and sisters around us would be strengthened and inspired to also hope in the Lord. I mean, how many times have you been inspired when you see other people going through suffering and they're going through it with patience and endurance and hope and it inspired you? And if we all could learn this more, we would see that we would strengthen and inspire one another to continue to hope in the Lord in the middle of our suffering. And we would also see that the world around us, right? Especially people who don't know God, who don't know Jesus, but they still see our lives. That as they see us doing this, right? That they would see God's power through our endurance and our suffering. Because you can't embrace and you can't endure the storm in your life just by you know, your, own, your own strength. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about embracing Jesus and embracing suffering as the process through which you become more like Him. That can only be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. And as people around us begin to see us make that choice and do that, it would, it would uh, be a testimony to them, right, about the power of God in our lives. So before I go, I uh, got a couple of uh, just, you know, some devotional questions for you to think about this week. Kind of go a little bit deeper with what I've talked about uh, today. And um, uh, so let me just give you those and maybe you can write those down or uh, they'll be on our social media later this week. But, you know, the first thing I want you to do is I really invite you to just take time this week to deconstruct a recent storm in your life. Like think about where it came from, how it impacted you and what benefits came from it. And then consider these questions, like how has running from storms in your life created distance between you and God? What would it look like for you to embrace the storms in your life? And what changes do you need to make in the way you approach storms in your life?
Again, I know this is a hard topic, and, and the things we're going to be talking about in this series, even if you agree with them, they're still going to be very, very hard to accept and to actually do, and I understand that. This is a lifelong process. Um, that's why I really invite you to just take those questions, think about them this week, pray about them this week, really start to dig into this, because, again, the storms of your life, they're coming for you whether you want them to or not, right? They're, they're coming. And do we only want to simply endure them and then come out on the other side still largely the same person? Or do we want to embrace them, see the hope, and leverage those storms for our personal growth and victory for the kingdom of God? Okay? So take these questions, think about them this week, dig into this, and uh, we'll be continuing. In our next lesson, we're going to talk about how to see the hope through the storm. See the hope, really, that's on the other side of the storm. But in the meantime, hey... I really appreciate you being with us uh, today. I really do hope that this lesson has been a blessing and helpful for you. And uh, we just pray for God's blessing in your life. And uh, yeah, we love you. All right. Bye-bye. We are so glad you've joined us today. To learn more about Hope Valley Church and get access to free resources, just go to www.hopevalley.church. Hope Valley is a church based in Winchester, Virginia that meets in homes around the region. So if you'd like to find out more about home churches, how they work, and how to locate one near you, just go to hopevalley.church/house. Thanks again for joining us and may God bless you today.